Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. What's missing curfew? It's when you kind of play guilty, but you show up. How nice is a green light on the road, though? No practice tomorrow, no playing, just go. Scotty Upshaw in the clear, and he scores! few laughs, a little bit of fun, and obviously a lot of hockey talk. You're listening to Missing Curfew. The lads. Fala. My man. How we doing? Great. Little rainy weekend for the boys. It, eh? was, uh, it was a sludge fest. Well, it was good by me because once again, my, uh, my history, uh, it repeats itself. So we played Friday golf. Uh, shout out to my boy Thomas J. Doherty. He says, you want to go for dinner? And I always give him a hard time about not going out for dinner, right? I'm like, yeah, fuck, we never I, go for dinner. I, I know. I know this whole program, by the way. But I was a little hesitant to go for dinner. And I'm like, well, you know what? I got to go. I got to go. So we go to Quiet Woman. And then instead of just going home from Quiet Woman, where do I go? I go to Rothschild's. <laughs> My car was in the Rothschild's parking lot till Monday morning at 9.30 a.m. <laughs> and you live a mile and a half away. Man, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think I might be allergic to, like, Whiskey or to something. Five, I don't to know. Five a.m. Or... No, this was like. No, I got home at like. Wasn't that bad? I think I got home at two. Yeah, it probably is the whiskey. I don't I know what it is. No, but... it's not perfect for our Crown Royal family, but it, it's maybe there's uh, maybe there's a different answer. No, maybe there's a different path. I think it's something in the old fashioned. Maybe. Yeah, sugar. Yeah, sugar. I don't think it's the whiskey. Have you ever Can't thought be of? The whiskey. Uh, you know, back in your playing days, you were always on like the you know vodka and and sodas, right? Yeah. I'm ever thinking maybe just getting back into like something clear and no. simple? No, I, I would go if I was gonna go anything, I would go crown and gingies. Yeah, see that's even more shit, daddy. Or I you see. could go crown on just well, I mean when I really get going, I just have whiskey on the rocks usually, but I think you should I was jump pounding on this, old fashions. The, this new drink uh, I've been on, our boy Washi got me on it. It's we're calling it the updog. Yeah. And uh it's a reposado soda with the splash, just a splash of the ginger ale. It's nice, it gives a little sweetness and you throw an orange slice Yeah, in I've drank those with K-Wash at Riviera. Yeah, it's, it's not, not a bad drink, not too sugary. It's not like a, tra if I drink transfusions on the golf course, I'm fucked. Yeah, I'm too not a big sugar. transfusion yeah, guy either. too much sugar. Anyways, that's why I don't go for dinner on Friday's night up, up dog, because <laughs> I end up drunk and hungover, but at least it was raining, I, did, I didn't miss anything, so. Yeah, Izzy, uh, so same, same here. I, I didn't do much, but because my daughter, I think caught a little bit of the vid, and uh, she was laid up. She, poor girl. Yeah, I never really had my daughter. Daughter's three and a half. She's never really been sick. And uh, now these, you know, these little monsters at school come. You know, they get there and they're just full of whatever. And so I was dealing with uh, just sick child weekend. But it was good when it was raining. So me and Izzy were on the shelf for very different reasons. But uh, <laughs> hey, listen. One thing about being hung cheese on the couch for NFL divisional week is there's no shortage of sports. So when I was licking my wounds, at least I had, and we're going to get into UFC, we had some, we had some playoff football. So um, where do you want to start? Pick a game. Listen, I'm going to pump my own, I'm going to, uh, pump my own tires here. I went four for four and hit a parlay, so make that five for five. I had a nice, nice weekend. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, I've got to thank my boy Longer. Uh, we're on a group text with Chris Long. Uh, shout out to Greenlight uh, Podcast. It's incredible. And uh, I, was, I was on his over-under picks which were great i think the first one was um what was the first game of saturday it was i watched it in my garage ravens texans ravens texans took the under and boy did that last uh, field goal in the first half uh when he missed it it, it was it just kept me alive but um i followed a little bit of his over under picks i thought i thought houston played a great game i picked them in the second half they were plus six and a half and they got smoked 
Baltimore actually learned how to, you know, play football. And, and I guess Lamar went in there at halftime yeah, half well, and said, get, let's get going here, Jets. Totally. I don't know. Is it him or Harbaugh? That, that uh, Lamar, he said yeah. his post-game press conference, he said, I got the boys going. And I guess he's like, he's a quiet leader. Yeah. So when he talks, the boys listen. Yep. But I, I'm with you. I had Ravens money line um, minus 400 or something like that. And I had him in a money line parlay. I thought they looked rusty at the start. Yeah. I thought they, they just weren't bringing it. I thought Texas is the Texans D was unbelievable. I thought Stroud played good against that defense. And then they just turned it up. Yep. They just turned it up a notch. And Lamar, I mean, good luck to uh, the Chiefs. Steve Spaniola is his name. He's one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL, and he loves to blitz. But, man, trying to get a game plan for Lamar, I yeah. mean, like, how, what do you do? No, it's, it's like trying to stop McDavid. You know, he, he has that signature play, too, where he's running and he stops, and it's like slow motion. He's like the Matrix, and he just – and the guys all run past him. He, he pulled it off again this weekend. It was incredible. But, yeah, you're right. His running skills are – um, are that of like some of the fastest wide receivers and running backs you've ever seen. And then his arm has been great. And you're right, that, that building, they get home ice or home field advantage. Um, it seems like a tough building to go in and play. And who wants to go to Baltimore to play football? I mean, it's not perfect. Ooh, the bank. The bank. bank. No, the bank's going to be cold and windy and loud. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Blitz, baby Blitz, you ever heard of this guy, Roll Tide Willie? No. You guys ever heard of this guy back there? Kyle, Max? No, I don't think I have. So listen, Willie. Portnoy loves this guy. This guy's an Alabama fan. I mean, he's the biggest redneck you've ever seen, and all he cares about <laughs> is Alabama. Like, he drinks all day. I follow him on – I sort of follow him on Instagram, and he texts me back. But his thing is like, I don't give a piss about anything but the tide. <laughs> and that's all – and his shirt's like Blitz, Bama, Blitz. And Portnoy's going to help him finish his house because he won a million dollars on the on the Rose Bowl game. Yeah. But listen, if anyone's out there and you want a good follow of a good Southern boy, uh, Roll Tide Willie, I don't give anything a piss about the Tide. He wears no shoes. He drinks all day. Uh, like it's unbelievable. Uh, listen up, dog. Niners Packers. Um, What'd you dude, think? good listen. game. Again, had the money line. I know. Something stupid. I had them both ways, so I lost the one. No, I didn't take them both ways. I took them just money line. I thought I took them both ways, and I, and I checked. I was like... I only got a money line here, which worked out for me. But I thought they looked rusty. I thought as soon as Debo Samuel went out, their offense just it's not quite the it's same. Different. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Purdy, that's his like that's his obviously his one number one target as a receiver, right? It's like what uh, is he like a what kind of what kind of player is Debo? Is he a he's a wide receiver, but I mean he plays receiver? in the slot, he can he play looks running like back. A running back yeah. Or a lineman. Yeah. But he's right. a receiver, but he he does everything. I got some inside scoops on him. I, I think he's gonna play. Well, you teed me up because yeah. he unless that shoulder is gonna completely fall off, yeah. you better play. Put a needle in there, shoot it up, and get out there and play. No, no kidding. What are you Look talking how big about? He is. I, I mean, it must be some crazy I'll find out, but it must be some crazy, crazy like Unless they're going to... Broken bone or... It has to be something. I think you could play the broken bone, can't you? Killer tried to play the broken leg in the Stanley yeah. Cup final. <laughs> yeah, it's true. When he, when he went, went off and they were feeling his shoulder and he just went off and didn't even try to come back, I'm like, well, where's he going? Does he not know this is the playoffs? Yeah, I agree. I agree. What it's got to be something. Look at the size of the guy. Listen, if you, if you can't catch, if you can't yeah. go like this, that's fine. But just hand him the ball, at least. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, the player knows. I mean, he seems like a guy that's going to play through stuff. But you're right. If, if he can't do something and it's going to put himself – like, if he can't squeeze his hand, you know, and, and it's going to be fumble city, that costs the whole – he might as well not be out there. I don't know. You're right. I would have had him out there as a decor at least. Yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, this guy's already in his tracksuit. I'd be like, fella, put your gear back oh, on. Oh, no I'll shit. use you as a decoy. Yeah. Don't just throw him out of the complete playbook yeah. on the first play of the game. And another thing, like, he's got three guys on his back. Like, and this is why I do love Debo for this. Like, he's always trying to get extra yards. But when the third guy jumps on you, maybe just go down. Like, you're not going to get any further. Like, you got no, the third guy on you. Yeah. And he just took him down and he fucking fell on it. But I don't know, man. They, they need him bad. And I, shout out to the Packers. They played unbelievable. Packers is a great team, man. That I, Jordan Love slings it. Yeah. Slings it. And Jones, what a uh, fucking guy steps it up. I took, uh, I, took Mc, um, I took McCaffrey to get over, like, 106 yards. But. Jones was over 102, and that was the play. So I tried to get Jones in fantasy. Loops got him. But since he came back uh, with the last three weeks, he's been over 100 yards five weeks in a row now. He's been just running like a beast. Yeah. But listen, Jordan, Jordan, they got another one in Jordan Love. I'm not going to say he's going to turn into Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, but from that little sample size that I've seen, 
he can make those throws that only certain yeah, people can make. Foot. Yeah, like that was. I mean, I really wanted to go down and and make the game close. Like the what were they down eight with the last? No, they were down. No, they were down twenty four twenty one. Fella, touchdown oh, wins rights. it for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I sorry. was like, and the guy that intercepted at Greenway, yeah. he's running around with the ball. Like <laughs> I'm like, go down. I'm yelling at my TV, go down. What are you doing, yeah, man? Great, yeah. Like get down, so that, bro. That was a field goal game. And love, I mean, he threw that one off his back foot. When he launched it, I'm like, oh god, this is this is gonna be great. Like usually, a quarterback in that spot isn't throwing like questionable hail marys at that. Yeah, I'm I'm not, I'm not gonna compare myself to an NFL quarterback, but you know when you're like you're feeling good in the game, you throw a little backhand sauce, you make that play, you throw another one, you make that play, you're like fuck, I got this. Then all of a sudden you throw that third one, boom, knock it out, back, you're like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like he'd been making yeah. so many good throws I know. that I he think he his... saw the guy and was like, I can make this. He's in his flow state, bro. Yeah. But who was it? Uh, who did that game? Was it was it yeah, the, the tight end Olsen, he said the, the the number one rule for a quarterback is you don't throw across the field. Yeah. Yeah, which They're makes all sense. Coming over. Yeah, yeah. All the boys are coming over. All the boys. There's about three guys there that could have picked it. But I, I want to give some love to Brock Purdy. He was battling that glove. It's like a domer. Take that off. Right when he put it on, I'm like, get that off. You don't need that. That's not going to help anything out here. <laughs> all right, get the domer off your hand. A little rainy. It was raining hard. I know, yeah. But, dude, I got to give him credit. He made some big throws. I thought that was a loser, man. I'm sitting there with a minus 500 on the money line going, you're such a loser. Why did you do this again? And he had an unbelievable drive to get it done. I uh, I took the pack and the over teaser obes and the first I mean it was nine six or it was ten six to go into the second half or something it was low scoring and and of course this is my luck every time I bet like an over under the game comes on it's like Tony Romo or whoever and they're like oh it's pouring rain out here today or it's minus forty five I'm like how come no one told me that before I put in my over bet. You know, and then I'm Someone like, Someone tell you to check, check the weather, no? Check the weather, no? <laughs> and then, so I'm like, Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm on the outside looking in here already. And then, of course, but the second half, bro, there's Oh, points, clip that, points, boys. Points. Clip, clip that. He's like, so, Why didn't somebody tell me it's raining? <laughs> hey, check the weather. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Shit. I don't know, man. I mean, listen, the Lions. Let's go Lions, Bucks. What, I mean, what, a, what an atmosphere there, dude. I know. Those fans good. are. Yeah. Love the coach. Hey, average Love. price for a ticket there, $1,100. Average price for that wow. game. Wow. 1,100. 70,000 people in there. That Ford Field looks crazy. Crazy, like man. Big. It looks like the seats are like, you know, a seven iron away from the field. Like, they're it's a fucking huge barn. Massive. Uh, Baker Mayfield. I, I used to love this guy. I still do love him. He absolutely was slinging it. He's got yeah. his swag back. I can't wait to see what kind of contract he gets. Yeah, he nice deserves something good, man. That guy's been through the fucking ringer. What did Geno Smith get? Three years, 100 million or something like that? Right, Geno Smith got a three-year deal with the Seahawks. That's what that's what Baker's gonna get. Three years, a hundred. Yeah, they love him in Tampa. Right, yeah. he's that's not gonna he's get saying. like longer than that though. He's, he's only had like one good year, right? Yeah, and he's. I mean, you know what it's like that high you get when you go to a new team and you run like you, you kind of run with the mojo and stuff. It's whether you're gonna back to back to back it up, you know? Yeah, he like deserves Gino, some kind of. He Gino back Smith, up the Brinks truck. He deserves Gino something. Smith didn't have a great year, did he? Nobody had a good year last year and got I three years, 100. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last but not least, Chiefs and Bills. First of all, Bills Mafia. <laughs> you guys are fucking beauties. Just throwing s snowballs at everyone. Like, there's a couple times where in the first half where the play was coming to the corner for a, a Chiefs receiver <laughs> and like a snowball would come. No, I'm like, these guys are beauties. But, dude, you got I got you to feel for your boy Josh Allen, yeah, man. I do. God. I was, uh, <clears throat> I'll talk about it in Uppies World, but. Um, I, I watched the fourth quarter from from a hockey game, and I just could not believe that the game was back and forth, back and forth so much, and it came down again to the last drive, and Josh Allen just couldn't really get to the promised land where he needs to get. He just can't do it. He's going to have nightmares of fucking 15 for the rest of his life. It's, it's unfortunate because the guy deserves – a big stage, man. I, I, how fun would it be to watch Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, or you know, in the in the championship game, and then maybe perhaps in the Super Bowl? He just—it's hard. It's hard to win. And playing Andy Reid and playing the Chiefs and running into them—they were shit all year. You had Mahomes as your quarterback. Guys couldn't catch balls. Guys were turning balls over. It was a shit show all year. And then of course it's playoff time, and you got. Patty, to, you know, cash money, money, Mahomes, and here we go. Shout out to Jason Kelsey. Guy's yeah. a fucking beauty. His fucking he? beauty. Okay? Guy yeah. crushing blue lights, tarp off, jumping in and out of the crowd. 
take that guy on my team any yeah. day of the week. I just think the Bills' defense was so banged up that even if they would have got by the Chiefs, I don't think they could have beat the Ravens. I think this is going to be a better matchup because of the Chiefs' defense. The Chiefs have not given up 30 points all year. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. And we all know I got a little future bet. If the Ravens and Niners both win next week, I win 17K. I'm worried about the Chiefs, man. I, I just, like, Pachanko's running. You see that guy run? He's running like, I, I can't even say it, but he's running hard. Yeah, he's running he's hard. Running great. He's running hard. Um, Rasheed Rice, who's yeah. turned into a number one receiver for them. Kelsey is finally starting to think about football and not Taylor Swift. You know, like, I think he's back. He, uh, I, I, I hate I the, the heart, though. Come on, man. What was that? That was to her. Come on. Well, who else I was thought he was to? saying like he's going to break your heart to the Bills fans or something. Did he just do well, the heart? Well, Patty King used to do the break the heart, and then he punched, punched it. He did went, he not do any of that? He went shush to the crowd, and then he went like that. Oh, my God. I, I Chime in back there if you guys disagree with this, but I thought it was to Taylor. I saw it, but really? It looked like it was to Taylor, unfortunately. Did he I throw mean, the ball I hope, up I wish it was to the fans. That would have been a long throw. <laughs> no, no, no. I see him launch one up there. Probably, I mean, he's probably got a good arm on Oh, him. he threw that in the crowd, yeah. Okay. I don't think you <laughs> Hey, Taylor, catch, baby. <laughs> Maybe it was to his brother. You Hopefully know, he, he hits her in the head. Oh, it's definitely not to his beauty brother because he knows his brother's up there just getting licked. Yeah, yeah he went like that. Embarrassing. Oh, no. Embarrassing. Do you think he planned that or was it spur of the moment? I would think he planned it. I don't think that's a – I did have him to win. Uh, it, it was plus 110, Kelsey touchdown. Anytime touchdown. That was cash money money. Chiefs look good. So you know who I'm taking next week. I'm not going to hedge it. For those people out there that said I should hedge it, I ain't hedging it. Never hedge. I'm going down or I'm winning big. I got Ravens to beat the Chiefs, <laughs> and I'm taking the Niners. I'm taking them both money line too. Right now the Chiefs is minus 180. The Niners is minus 300. So I'm either going to win big or I'm going to end up losing. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Five, <laughs> who you got, buddy? Who you like? Uh, listen, I'm going in. I, I, I think – San Francisco right now, Debo Smith comes and plays Debo Smith. Debo Samuel. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, if he plays, the line right now is seven. I think if he plays the line, he might go to seven and a half. Um, if he doesn't play, it's going to go down to five. This is just my predictions. I'm doing a little reading. Gotcha. Um, I think San Fran covers. And then, um, you know what? I'm going to take the Chiefs because they fucking smoked me all week. So I'm yeah. on the Chiefs. That line, what, right now is three? Something like that. I think it's three or three and a half. I'm going to take the Chiefs at, at buy it up to three and a half. Listen, I love Dan Campbell. I respect, but I'm hoping Jared Goff turns into that little, like. I know. I, I'm pulling for Detroit. I just think San Fran. Like, I, need it to, I need it to be a little windy up there. I need it to be a little rainy again. I need it to be so Jared Goff is, let's give him some tough conditions. You know, he's used to playing in a dome. Mm -hmm. Although he played unbelievable two years ago when he went into Green Bay at the last game, put Rodgers out. But. Um, what a day. Sunday. Uh, I'm going to be at the Wild Goose with the boys. I can't wait. It's going to be a nice nice day of football. Is Sunday. Sunday at the Goose? Yeah. Sunday at Sunday's the Goose. The goose. I just want to touch on this. Uh, shout out to the city of Toronto. UFC 297. Sold out barn. Uh, Scotiabank Arena. Now, there was some media stuff coming out of Toronto that, that we're not yeah. going to get into on this podcast. But it's fantastic. A lot of it was great. <laughs> a lot of it was great. But Sean Strickland and DDP, what a main event, man. Love him, hate him, think he's a meathead. Song Strickland was absolutely chucking. One of the best fights I've seen all year. Yep. Five-round war, yep. split decision. But my point I wanted to bring it up is Canada and UFC, man, it goes hand-in-hand. Hand. People up back home love it. Dana White loves going there. Uh, the Nelk boys were there. No, Drake, my man Drake. Uh, I just put my bet in for Strickland. And Evan Beauty Alert Nap texts me and says, Drake just put 700K on Strickland. Historically, Drake's the biggest cooler going. Yeah, he is, right? Like worse I, than worse than me on the, like my bad days. <laughs> I mean, just I think he gets more pressed than you do about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, once he again, fires a little more. Yeah. Um, I took uh, I took over one and a half rounds. Smart. Yeah, I've, I didn't even know, I know, and they were both killers, right? You'd, you'd think like, and they stood up and fought the yeah, whole but time. But they both can take a punch too. They both can take a punch. And if you would say anything about Strickland, is he? <laughs> He, he doesn't have real knockout power. No. Like, he's not going to one-punch you. Although, he almost did Izzy, but Izzy shook it off. Fuck, and he got head-butted, too. He was running the, he was running yeah. the table until the head Now, I think DDP has some, some knockout power, but he's a little bit... He's got um, some weird-looking legs on him. He's, he's got a these, big South African... Isn't he? Oh, man. He's got, like, these weird chicken legs, though. Like, they go out. I think he's, it's from how many kicks? I don't he's know. Jacked. He's jacked. We got UFC coming to Honda Center. 
Uh, Volkanovsky versus, uh, how do you say that guy's name? Tapera or something? I butchered that, but it's going to be good. Can't wait. Can't wait. That's uh, President's Day weekend. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, last but not least here in our little intro up dog, Sports Illustrated. Oh, how are you going to take the swimsuit edition and, and oh, look at those guys that used to tape it around their houses and shit? What are you going to do? Yeah, it's gone, bro. Um, ever since they had Lupul on the naked, uh, <laughs> it's been going downhill ever since. Um, oh, no, that was ESPN. Samantha Hoops. That was ESPN, not... not uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> ESPN, the mag, uh, Sports Illustrated. Yeah. The only reason I know that is because he got me in the party because of that. I know. Which I remember him walking into his beach house the one day and he's up top buck diddy just tanning you know no no ginch on no shorts nothing i'm like buddy what the, he's like i got the body issue next week i'm like yeah i can't have any tan lines i guess I, yeah that's um, what it was espn body issue samantha hoof saw that uh -huh. was now to give me that that was sports illustrated right i'm sure she was in there she was in the back to back to back to back yeah well, we problem. all remember kate upton yeah and kate upton loved kate upton back in the day I actually DM'd Kate Upton when I went Cindy to play Crawford when I went to play the Rangers for the first time. I was that guy. Really? Slid in there, said, "Hey, you know, you want to go she to the game? You want to go to the game? Let me know. I'd love to get you tickets." Yeah. Crickets. Crickets. I mean, she had all those videos and stuff come out of. About He's her. the baseball money. Yeah. Once you have the baseball money, she answers those DMs. Yeah, Verlander. Very natural. I mean, listen. I think I'm a little upset. Sports Illustrated is going to be gone. Done? Why doesn't like Elon? Oh, they're, oh, they're bankrupt. Yeah, someone you know, X put them under their buy them, put them in the portfolio. I'm sure that you will be talked about. Swimsuit edition. Come back to what actually swimsuit editions really meant for right. Like you'd like to Brazilian think. skin, like nice olive skin on nice beaches, showcasing some of the world's be most beautiful women and nicest beaches. In a men's sporting magazine? Does I it mean, have to do... It, it's kind of... Does it have yeah. to do with, like, social media now that once I pick this phone up, I can see 400,000 girls in a bikini? I don't need to buy a Sports Illustrated, or...? I don't know. I th yeah, maybe they spend too much money flying around and doing these shit. Like, how many people are going to buy the magazine anymore? You're not, right? Because you got your phone right here. Yeah. I guess if you want to go take a crunch, it's nice to look at the, the magazine. Yeah, it's nice. Keep it old school, eh? Yeah. Keep do you keep school. magazines in your... Uh, no, I, I no, I just usually have my phone in there. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think you got to get back to having a couple mags in there. Yeah, I don't have. I don't think I have a magazine in my house. What about like the Hockey News? That's hockey News one. was a great magazine. I think it's still kicking. Yeah, Hockey News is going. Um, what about like the ones? I, that, I used to be that guy. Anytime I used to fly, I used to grab like a GQ and uh, yeah, Men's Health or Golf Digest and bring it on the plane. Like walk on, thinking I was cool. I don't even fake that anymore. I just grab my iPad and put on a show. I, I don't, I don't I'm so I'm such a poor reader. I don't even read magazines. I used to read at least <laughs> magazines. Now I'm like right to him. Up dog fella, if you're at the bar, club, or better yet on the golf course, and you look over at the fellas to order something, and they all freeze up. Well, I'd tell them, hey, boys, loosen up. But what would you do, fella? Exactly. Have some confidence, fellas. Or as Jagermeister calls it, confidence. If everyone's struggling, here's what you do. Just order for the table. A round of ice-cold Jagermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, up dog, we've all been drinking Jagermeister wrong. I guess so. And how do you think we should be drinking it? The fellas at Jagermeister... They wanted at zero degrees Fahrenheit, Uppy. You know what? Thinking back, oh, when that cart girl comes around the path, Obes, and the boys are thirsty, and you're just wishing, damn, I'd love just a nice cold shot of Jagermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging with friends or at the bar, call the shots, fellas. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jagermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check Jagermeister out at www.draftkings.com xjagermeister.com drink responsibly jagermeister liqueur 35 percent alcohol by volume imported by mast jagermeister us white plains new york show right to a show you just read dms and <laughs> no, i got no dms unless it's from this and curfew guys but you guys are all beauties but no, you're reading emails now you're a business guy uh, business but it's still nice to read i, I read beckham uh a chapter of wayne gretzky's book last night there you go yeah it's yeah. nice when you get into diving into the words Love it. Moment of silence in Sports Illustrated. Yeah. We'll be right back at Missing Curfew. <laughs> Welcome back to Missing Curfew. Up his world. Party, Party time. time. Excellent. Excellent. Fellow, what's going Isn't on funny in your that world? We, we say that uh, with such enthusiasm every time still. Yeah, I think it's well, great. 
we got a fellow tour coming up where Uppies World is going to be attached <laughs> yeah. to it. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to yeah, that. Well, this, is that's why my kind, this is why Uppies World That's was, my kind of Uppies World is a fellow tour with the Updog. No, I totally. I know. Um, listen, this is... Oh, I got Ty Gretzky calling me right now. Decline. Um, sorry about that. And check. Uh, my fellow tour... Um, here, redo. Uppies World, pick it up. Yep. So my Uppies World this week, uh, which is why we're going on the fellow tour coming up. Um, I took my little guy Beckham to his first hockey game. Nice. Doc Strangers. I uh, had great seats, thanks to Dennis Shannon. You've sat in those seats; they were great. By the way, the Honda Center is a shit show. Trying to get a, a fucking beer or food—terrible food, mind you. Beers. It took me like 20 minutes to grab a beer. Um, it was all got to get in the Impact Club, fella. All, yeah, 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 totally. All Ranger fans. Yeah. Um, the parking. It's a complete shit show. They're redoing the whole parking lot. It's a shit show getting in and out. Was it always been that bad, getting in and out of the Honda Center? I mean, shout out to my boy Loomis. When I go, I get a parking pass, and I'm usually in the Sprinter. Yeah, I I, I've, I've had great experiences this year, but I go down uh, to that I Impact Club. Dropped off. I, yeah. I drove in. I had Beckham. It's me and yeah. my kid. I got to walk fucking, you know, I got a parking pass, but I got to walk. I don't know. It took me 25 minutes to walk from my car to the fucking rink. I'm like, this is a joke. Like Becca, we should have stayed home. No, watch but this. like, figure it out, owners of the the Anaheim Ducks. Figure out the the parking. Make it easier for guys to bring your kids to these games. It was a shit show. Anyway, I had great seats. Beckham watched the. We walked in. Ducks scored the second goal of the game late in the first period. I missed the whole first thanks to the parking situation. And then um, we, uh, I had the over one and a half goals for for the first period. Just nice. I want to sprinkle a little action. And yeah. I knew I wasn't going to stay the whole game because I had my little guy. Um, but he loved it. I, I was shocked to see how many um, kids are at a hockey game. I didn't really clue in, but I looked around. You were never I, looking at the crowd for kids, were no, you? Hey, you never. were never looking at the crowd for kids, were you? Know, I guess it was a 5.30 <laughs> game, so guys can bring, you know, you can bring your kid there. Staple kids. game. Sunday after, Sunday Perfect. nights, 5.30 for the Ducks. It's a great time. It's a great time Used for to be game. at Sharky's by 11 o'clock. Um, but, no, I, I you know, you get a little appreciation when you walk in with a little guy who's fired up. He's on the glass. He's banging on it. And then, like, you know, the guys come in the corner. Uh, by the way, shout out to Troch, who we're going to talk about in a second. Trochek was uh, – I hit him up before the game um, and and basically said, hey, I'm in the corner. If you're around, fucking bang on the glass. So shout out to him for coming by saying hi. But it was good. Beckham's first game, first row. Yeah. Luckily, he's not going to remember because he's too young, but that would be hard to bounce back from. Like, imagine you took him, and he's like, Dad. And then you go to the game next time, you're like 10 rows up. He's like, what the? What yeah, is this, yeah, Dad? Yeah. This is brutal. I know. I think the first game Pitter took me to at Maple Leaf Gardens, I was either behind the net so in the Blues now. or I was up in the in the whatever they used to be, the Greens. I was never in uh, Maple Leaf Garden. Yeah. That's badass. I remember my first baseball game my dad took me to. He tells a story. Um, Dave Steves almost had a perfect game against the New York Yankees, and I had my glove. I was all excited, and we kept going up and up and up and up, and then we got to our seats. We were up, and I just handed my glove to my dad. <laughs> I'm like, we ain't getting the ball up here, Pitter. I can tell you that, but Beckham, I love it. Yeah, um, that's great. I, lo I just, when I see the way your kids are being brought up to the way that I was, like, that we were brought up, it's oh, shit, completely man. different. Like, when was your first hockey game you went to? I was probably, it was a L.A. Kings versus Oilers. Gretzky played. I sat maybe... 15 rows up behind Bill oh, Ranford. Pretty good. Yeah, it was a great. I mean, it was. I, I vividly remember Gretzky coming back behind the net in his office. And I was probably, oh, maybe 12, 12, 13. Yeah. So something I remember always and something that you couldn't. You, you, that's like watching. I mean, what is that watching? That's watching, you know, Sidney Crosby get traded next year to like the Rangers and going to, you know, Pittsburgh and watching him come back to play there. Like it's it, it's yeah. something pretty crazy that you know you can't really duplicate. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Gretzky in his office, do you see the uh, social clips Princey put up? I think it was last week of, of Gretz no bucket after practice, just with Furzy. He's doing like wraparounds. Yeah. And he kind of did the Michigan. He kind of like yeah. He kind of did it. it. Wasn't in a game, but Gretzky did it back. I don't in the know day. if he wants to take credit for for what all these kids are doing right now with the Michigans. Well, I saw it there. So yeah. No, I, I mean, listen, he was doing th stuff behind that. Behind that net that no one did back in the day. That was his spot. Yeah. Right. Just back there working it. Oh. Tongues out. Grats, say six style. So, uh, up dog, congratulations to that Beckham. First of many, fella. First of many. Uh, around the National League, up dog, we got to start here. Big news. I didn't see this one coming. I don't know about you, but um, Patrick Waugh is now the head coach of the New York Islanders. And Lou Lamorell said 
He was only going to make a coaching change if he could get Patty in there. Well, Patty came in in the first practice. He's screaming and yelling and banging a stick and speaking half English and half French. And, but, like you said, anytime a coach gets fired, I know. bet the team. Uh, they won their first game the other night. What do you think about Patty Waugh coming in, fella? Yeah, it's uh, shout out to my boy Greg again, Vancouver. He's fucking, he's been on this and he hit it again. Um, I like it. I think we, you know, we had a chit chat last week with uh, a couple friends of ours, Connolly and Avery. Um, and we're talking about new blood in the league. Like, why keep recycling old coaches? And this, although Patty Waugh was in Denver, this is a, this is bringing in a new face, new to the league again, a guy that carries a massive amount of respect. And uh, so far, we are witnessing uh, a team that's going to play a different game. They're going to have some fire under their ass, and they're going to play, uh, play different hockey. And hopefully they'll be a little bit more of an exciting team to watch because they've been kind of a, a sleeper for, for a long time. I'll tell you what's going to change. Like, the Islanders have been taking it, right? We, we probably chirped them. A lot of people chirp the Islanders. They're boring. They're this. They're that. Well, with Patty Watt at the helm, careful what you say. Yeah. Because he's not scared of a microphone. He's got the pedigree to say whatever he wants. He's got the fire to say whatever he wants. So, for people out there that are going to – and I'll throw myself included here. When it comes to ripping the Islanders now, yeah. I, I, not that Patty Watt gives a fuck about missing curfew, but what I'm saying is careful. Yeah, because Patty yeah. will come right back at you. I just remember the clip Princey put up. I forgot about this. I always wanted to play for Patty too, and then I, I got shipped out of town. But one of his first games where he's going after Bruce Boudreaux, and he pushes the glass so hard that the glass actually starts going like this, and Boudreaux is just sitting there and shitting his shorts. <laughs> he's like, "Oh my god, I, I love coaches like that. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a great fit, and it brings more credibility to the Islanders organization. Totally. So I think now, careful what you say. I uh, I met. Patty Waugh at Cafe Moderano, which you would know in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, I went in to, to have dinner with Fact Daddy at the bar, which is a great bar. The Fact Daddy. And uh, across from us was Patty Waugh. And fucking, you know, he went over to say hi to him. I'm like, I got to come over too. And I sat and P Patty Waugh's like, you're not going out with this guy, are you? You know, to me, saying to me about Fact Daddy, I'm like, are you kidding me? A night with Fact Daddy? Of course. He's like, oh, no, he's a good guy. He's huh. one of the best. You know? Yeah. But Patty, well, I mean, the guy's fucking, he's a, he's a legend wherever he's gone. But even in Florida, people were like, oh, my God, it's Patrick. Well, like, he's, you're right. And heads up. Yeah. Heads up for other coaches. Like, and, and you know, everyone knows in the hockey world right now that the eyes are on him. So look for him to do something crazy in the first. Wait, wait till they get down three or four nothing in a game. And then it's going to be just fucking fireworks. He's yeah. going to do something. It's going to be all over ESPN. And it's going to be like, this is what we need. Hockey needs this. Hockey yeah. needs more personality. And I'm telling you, media out there, careful. Heads up. Careful what you say about the Islanders now because Patty will come right at you. So I think it's a great move. And like you said, anytime Patty Waugh is back in the NHL, it's good for business. Yep. So um, I wonder how much money you had on the board. Well, who did they play the first game? Dallas. It was Dallas. Um, Beat them 3-2 in a shootout. Actually, in overtime, Bo Horvat, of all people who I rip a lot. Yeah. Great play by Marty Barzell. Yeah. Zipped it up. Actually stripped it off of Dutchie. I'll take that, Dutchie. And Matty Barzell's a beauty. I've got to know him a little bit through Mackell. Zips it up. Horvat, boom. Corn what, what number did Patty Wall wear back then? 33. 33. Yeah. So I bet you put up, up 33,000. 33, I, I, would, I would love to say 33,000. That would get the boys fired up. <laughs> yeah. I'd say put up 3,300 for the trainers and then for the team. Yeah, we got to get cons to hang out with Patty Wall now, right? I think cons and, and Patty Wall need a dinner together sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah, right? bring him in as a like as the eye in the sky, Connolly. I just think him and Cons would have a good dinner together. A couple old fashions, you know, Talk about wine the real flowing. issues. Yeah, yeah, it'd be good. So, uh, back of the brakes truck here. Um, you know, this is a serious one for for everyone concerned. It's Corey Perry. He's gonna one year seven hundred seventy five thousand. It's not about the money for pairs. Uh, he's made over a hundred million dollars. Um, listen, we love Corey Perry. Uh, you know when it happened. You know, me and Uppy were kind of not in a hurry to t talk about it. We all know about the stupid rumors about Bedard's mom and this and that, which was complete chaos. But more importantly, Paris is one of our good friends. Um, so obviously, he's got the help that he needed. Uh, he's back. I saw his press conference. He's looking good. Um, you know, he just said he's been working on himself for the last couple of months. And for people out there that 
you know, it, it's going to be easy to get on pairs and, and because of the way he's played his whole career. But if anyone out there doesn't think that they could improve themselves over two months, myself included, we can all make improvements. So um, it's a fresh, clean slate for him. I think it's a great spot for him to come in there. Um, Edmonton takes guys that have a little, you know, Kane, come on in. Pairs, <laughs> it's like, you know, they're like, come on in, boys. We'll, we'll welcome you with open arms. But uh, it was good to see him back. Uh, I've been trying to get him to come on this podcast, Updog. He, uh, I'll be honest, he hasn't gotten back to me. So, Pears, uh, we love you here, buddy. We got your back, and it's good to see him back, Ups. Yeah, um, I think everything you said is, is uh, yeah, it's from the heart, Obes. You, you've known Pears your whole career, 20 years now. You, um, you know, you've been to war with him. You've been to war against him. Um, for me, I don't think the Oilers – brought him in for what he's done in the past. I think they brought him in for what he can do in the future for them. I think he's he's a guy that is uh is is an intangible piece to winning hockey games when they matter in the playoffs. Yeah. And he's been there whether he's going to score goals or whether he's going to be a guy that is just his presence is what the Edmonton Oilers can use in their dressing room. You you look at it, there's not enough glue there. They have all the firepower in the world. Now it's like these these you know pieces to winning games when they really matter. When you go up against the Las Vegas Golden Knights or the Colorado Avalanche or the Vancouver Canucks down the stretch, like a guy like Corey Perry is going to be able to, you know, him and Evander Kane, you know, they'll be in your face. And and then it's a one it's a it's a one two punch that that I think they really need. And you know, Kenny Holland's all about yeah second chances. And this is a. Um, I like it. I think I'll it's a great what. idea. It's a great idea, and it's a great move. And he's got forty fucking games left of the season with this team. Um, he had a great start. Uh, I'm happy for him, and I wish him the best. And I think he's going to look good, great in an Oilers jersey. He's going to have to have some thick skin out there, though, right? Like, there's to, gonna, to what other guys in oh, the league? You got to think guys are going to be coming at him. No, I would laugh. Oh, he's going to have to. I know. He's going to have to because well, the way he plays, and this is what I want to say about the whole situation too. I, I don't know exactly what went on in Chicago. I, no, I, I don't I, even I, fucking know. Totally. But, you know, it sounded to me like he's, you know, I don't know if he went to rehab or whatever, but if he's not, if he's off, if he's not drinking anymore, and, and this, I'm being serious about this, Ups, yeah. like, will he still have the same edge? Like, will he still be the same Corey Perry that he's always been? Because if he doesn't continue to go to the greasy areas and get under people's skin and be a pest... I love you, Pears, but that's not what the Edmonton Oilers needs. They need Corey Perry. So my, I guess my advice to him would be have some thick skin. You're going to hear it from fans. You're going to hear it from opposition. If I didn't know Corey Perry and I was going to play against him, I would be all over him. I would be in his ear from the opening face-off. Yeah, but what are you even going to say? Yeah, fucking drunk. What did you do in Chicago? They ran you out of town. I would be, what are you talking about? You forget when you played? I would say they fucking sucked anyways. Okay, well, I'm just going to say he's going to take some heat. No, uh, Yeah, but it's like we take heat all the time from everybody all over the place. Corey yeah. Perry's been chirped for, uh, hey, Perry's, you're ugly. Like, who cares? <laughs> I don't it's, think he's ugly. but No, but I'm just saying it's, it's what we do as hockey players. We chirp each other. We try to get personal. We try to, you know, and at the end of the game, it's fucking... It, it's, oh, I got chirped you know, chirp my whole career. Oh, Brian, you're fat. You're you know, drunk. Now, now, there's some guys it. out there, Obes... And I don't put, I still don't understand what the fuck happened, but I don't either. I, so I'm not putting like a guy that has like a massive, say, drug problem, okay, on, on like the spectrum of chirping him about a drug problem. Like that to me, you don't really go there in hockey. Like you're like, guy went and got help, his, you know, he, he fixed himself, blah, blah, blah. But your this, Flyers team are the biggest ruthless chirpers I've ever played no, against I know. your Flyers team. Biggest ruthless chirpers I've ever played against your team. I remember some of the stuff you guys said to the Canucks when you played against them. You were beyond everything. Yeah, but I that's okay. Burroughs. It was a game. It I was a game. Kessler. It's a game. I'm talking. I, I know. When it comes to playoff time, and this is so fresh in Paris' mind, I think. And like we said, we don't know what happened. And I don't know what he's going through personally. He hasn't texted me back. Um, but I'm just saying, if you're in a seven-game series and you're on his team or you're playing against him, I would go to you, Uppy, yeah. get in Paris' ear totally. all fucking night. And start making shit up. I heard this, Paris. I heard that. Yeah, I would just laugh to throw at him off this it. game. I know. Yeah, that's true. I would laugh. I, I, I think Corey Perry is on a level different than us, Obi. Obviously, <laughs> and, and you know what I mean. And and for him to play like the way he's played, um, into his late thirties, and to keep his body where it is, and to play all these playoff games, and to chase another cup, I mean, he's going to be able to handle the criticism. 
I oh. mean, you don't think fans are gonna fans are gonna get all over him? Everyone, hit, he doesn't listen, have Twitter. He we said have... we said when Paris came to Toronto and scored that goal and pointed at us. Yeah. Now, now, granted, he's had some bad blow with the Leafs, but we talked. We texted him after, and he's like, "We're like everyone was against you." He's like, "No, my dad was there, so one person was cheering for me." Yeah. I love Corey Perry more than anything. I grew up with Paris. I met him when he was 19 years old. Around the league, if you did a poll before this happened of how do you like Corey Perry, it would be very yeah. much no. Yes, I, I agree. So he's going to take a lot of, of criticism here. And there, there's, I think, and I hope, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's new NHL and people will forgive him and not say anything about it. But I just don't see that happening when it comes to, especially come playoff time. So does he still going to have that same edge? Is he still going to be the worm? Is he going to get to the net? Is he going to cross-check? Is he going to chirp? Is he going to face-wash? Because if he doesn't, he's not going to help the Oilers. And I, I think he will. Time will tell. But he's got to have that edge. He's got to have that edge. I, I think it's – I mean, I love the fit. I think – Connor Brown needs a guy to play with because he hasn't done much this year. And it's just, they have, they have so much, you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl and Hyman are playing fucking 25 minutes a game. So Paris doesn't have to do that much, but he will have to do it at that, at that pace. That they're, you're they're, they got him for playoffs. Yeah, Totally. He's got to get greasy. I know. Paris. Get greasy. Stay greasy, fella. Listen, I'm taking him again tonight. They're, they're going for 14 in a row. They're minus 380 Tuesday night against the uh, Blue Jackets. I'm taking them. Do you still think the Oilers have a chance to win? Even before Paris came. They've won 13 straight. Are, 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 are you putting any money on them to win? Because I'm not. I, I've missed I'm the not. whole run. No, I, I We know. missed the run. I got a piece of it, but we've missed a lot of the run. I've missed the run, and Obi, I'm just – the D scare me, and it pisses me off every time I watch certain guys. It just I, – I, I love them. I want them to win. I want Settle. I want McDavid to win, so they might perhaps stay there, maybe. I don't know. But – their D are just it's, but the goaltending's been insane. Yeah, Skinner's been kicking. He's been kicking. Like watching the games, he's he's back. They need that. Well, they're playing with better structure too under the new yeah. coach. They're playing with way better structure under the new coach. Hey, are you guys superstitious too? Would you be a little worried being Perry suiting up? You know, thirteen wins in a row. Yeah, I uh, don't even know if they're going to put him in. There. I don't I know if he's playing. Call, I, I, I bet Hopefully you they, they lose, eh? And then he can he can suit up off a loss. Well, if you're if you're a guy like me that was in the lineup, yeah, you're only getting back in if there's a loss. But yeah. when you're a guy like Pears, no, it doesn't work that way for them. But I see what you're saying, Kyle. Hey, listen, I I respect Pears. I love him. I'm glad to see him back in the league. I hope he's the same Corey Perry of old. It's just it'll be interesting to see how it plays yeah, out. Yeah, you're but right. We wish you're him the best. Right. Totally. But uh, I, I think he's going to have to have some six, thick skin at times out there, Pairs. In, in, in one ear, out the other, fella. Uh, listen, best team in the NHL right now. We're all Canucks. My old squad, the Vancouver Canucks. Rick Talkett. I mean, if you don't love this guy, listen, he, they're in the first place. He's already talking about, you know, we got to get back to the way we were playing before. We can't get comfortable. You can't turn it on and off. Listen, I watched him play on Saturday night against the Leafs. They're back end, man. Look at this. Tyler Byer, 6'8". Zadorov, 6'6". Carson Soucy, 6'5". Ian Cole, 6'1", plays bigger than that. And then they got Philip Peronic and Quinn Hughes as their offensive guys. But that back end, come playoff time, bud, let's go. Yeah, That's how you win cups. Not that I'm saying, and, and I heard BX say this on Hockey Night in Canada, like, if you, these Vancouver Canucks fans, we, we got to limit expectations a little bit, right? Like, they were, if you would have gotten the wild card at the start of the year, like you said, they would have taken it. So I, I don't think it's like Stanley Cup or bust in, in Vancouver, but I do think this back end with this size in a seven-game series uppie, I liked them. No, you're right. I liked o OB, it's all about D in the playoffs. It's all about, you know, how, how they shut down guys, how you get goals from them, how do they produce, how do they stay positive players. Um, Goaltending, Demko's been unbelievable. You know, when you have Brock Besser having a career season, you have JT Miller having a career season, you have Pe Pedersen having – these. this is why the team um, – is where they are and this is why you know talk has been able to put such a great product out on the ice because these guys are all buzzing they're all feeling it and uh you're right i i don't know i i like their chances i just when you watch them play they play a game that not many people can keep up with it's it's fucking high pace it's like making plays and you know i've never seen the canucks play like this maybe back yeah. when they had and and for for all you mutants up there in Vancouver that when I said JT Miller is better than Port Hovat and you guys were just bombarding me on X and social, Brian, you're fucking drunk, you're fat, you're stupid. What do you think now, buddy? JT Miller. Guy's a stud. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Any team in the NHL would love him. Getting rid of Borhavat was the best thing to happen to that team. Horvat. Horvat. You don't even say his name here because well, you don't care about You know him. who I'm talking about, totally. right? You know yeah, who I'm hear, talking about. But talks, keep them going up there. Listen, big news coming up for us. Uh, once the Canucks get in the playoffs, me and the Updog got some big news for the city of Van. Oh, but no. we'll save that for the springtime. We'll be right back. I'm missing curfew. Welcome back to Missing Curfew. Updog, get this guy a bat blue. Big fella, lots of things are better together. Hockey, food, golf. Just about everything. But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, NY. Up dog, my man. Who you got? You set the tone here. Give this guy Labatt Blue. Who you got? Ooh, a guy I saw on the weekend, big fella, who just got put in the All-Star game as a replacement and a well-deserved uh, centerman for the New York Rangers, Vinny Trocek. 15 goals, 29 apples, 44 points. He's having a career high. Career high in points right now, 75 in 17 and 18 with Florida. Um, yeah, but he's playing well. And uh, they, quite frankly, watching the New York Rangers play the other night, they were they were getting beat by the Ducks. They probably should have lost. But if they find their mojo back, Vinny Trocek's a big reason why they are. Yeah, they scored five straight against the Ducks. They were down 2 nothing. So Vinny Trocek, get this guy, Labatt, blue light fella. Trochi, see you in Toronto, fella. Yeah. Hey, Troch, we'll send you an invite to the shake. Absolutely. The invite looks great, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, Travis, he's a beauty. Uh, get this guy a blue light. I'm staying back up north. My old team, the Vancouver Canucks, I was just talking about him. Uh, Horonic. Listen, he comes in, he gets to play with Quinn Hughes. Sneaky pickup by the Canucks at the deadline I last year. They grabbed so. this guy. I was like, what the do you need this guy for? Well, good on you, Jim Rutherford. Um... You know, he's got 36 points in 46 games. He just plays so good with Hughes as a right shot. He's that right-handed defenseman that the Leafs could have used. Yeah. Right? Like, Morgan Riley probably looks at him and be like, fuck, I would love to play with him. Him and Quinn Hughes have been unbelievable. Uh, Horonic, get this guy a blue light. And you mentioned Thatcher Demko. Uh, I'm sure Bruce Boudreaux is sitting at home and doing his NHL network going, like, where was this goaltending for me? I you know what I mean? Like, more. I remember somebody asked me a couple years ago, or maybe it was last year when they were really struggling before – Bo Horvat got traded. They're like, would you trade Thatcher Jemko too? I said, what are you drinking? Or what are you smoking? <laughs> yeah, I no. remember you talking about that. Like, why would the you? The guy on uh, radio on uh, Vancouver radio, I think, brought it up. I'm like, you got a legit number one goalie. He's having an off year. Listen, this guy's been unbelievable. I believe in his last whatever, I could be like 12 and 1 in his last 13 or something. Uh, absolutely kicking. So Thatcher Demko, get down to Yelltown and uh, get yourself a blue light fella. You want to give Marcus Foligno one, fella? Yeah, I can give yeah, one. Yeah, give Marcus Foligno a blue light, too. Eh? He comes right out of the penalty box and uh, grabs this guy. Actually, let's do that again. Yeah. We won't give Marcus Foligno one. So. Okay. Okay. Who else you got? Oops. No, no. So we'll just all, all end it? Okay. Okay. Up dog, get all those fellows the blue light, which tees us up right up into our missing curfew. Oh, 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 dog of the week. Dog of the week. Listen, I've been watching this kid for the, you know, whatever he's been in the league three or four years. He was in San Jose. Um, I think he might have been, was he in Tampa? It doesn't matter. I remember him in San Jose. Jonah Gajovic. This guy last night went toe to toe with uh, the big boy for the Nashville Predator, Predators, uh, Trennan. Trennan. Buddy, what a tilt. And since you've highlighted this guy, man, watching his fights, he just chucks. This guy loves it. Yeah. Loves it's it. Incredible. Everyone needs a guy like that on his squad. I love his game, and, and, and he's, he's kind of scary to fight because he, he, you know, we watched him when he fought Marcus Foligno, and I love Marcus Foligno. And Marcus Foligno is, you know, six foot four, six foot three, big, strong, tough. And this kid, who's probably six foot, went toe to toe with him, hung in there. Uh, I love the way he plays. I love what the Florida Panthers are building right now. Last night I watched them play against the Preds. They had the, 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 the old boys there, the dad's trip. Big Walt's got the cowboy hat on. They're drinking beers. I mean, I just love what they're building. And uh, this kid's a big part of it. So, ooh, 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 dog, dog of the week, week Jonah Gajovic.
Guy's a beauty up what dog. A I take too, him on my team. Way. Great name. Great name. Great name. He looks good out there. Yeah. Let's get out there. I want to touch this with you real quick. I, I was looking up the other day over the weekend, over the rainy weekend. 29 guys right now from my mathematics um, <laughs> have over a point a game. That's insane. Like, it used to be hard to be a point a game guy, no? I mean, uh, you look at it, it's like one guy on a team, you know, should. One guy should have a point a game on your squad unless you're just complete garbage. We, the year, Let me get my glasses here for this. The year in Florida, Obi, I mean, th this just goes to show. Me and Brad Boyce and Nick Bukestad, I remember, were all like neck and neck for team leads and points, and we had like 36. <laughs> Say that again. You, Bugie, and who? Me, Bugie, and Brad Boyce. You guys missed the playoffs that year, I take it, eh? Big time. <laughs> um, and, you know, and UC Jokinen, we all had like, I mean, it was a bloodbath of a year offensively. We were just playing a lot of D, I guess. But um, I know the feeling. No, man, we were like neck and neck, and I think Bugie or maybe Brad Boys late in the late in the season snuck it out. But we didn't even have forty points. <laughs> That's not even point five points a game. That's my math. Yeah, look at this. Jack Hughes, forty-five and thirty-two. There's more than this. I screwed this up. Zach Hyman, 45 and 41. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems low. Hedman, 45 and 45, 32. Chucky, Jack Eichel had 44. So it goes down to about 31, 32. Okay. Trocek, 44 and 46. No, Tim Stutzel, 43 and 42. So it's even more than 29, guys. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like, great. a point a game. That's a lot. It's, Man. It's good seasons. Are they, Like, listen, we, we get it. Like, they changed the rules. To make it easy, like for more goal scoring, but these guys are so talented too, right? They sure are. Like okay. they're so talented. Like a point of game used. To, if you were a point of game guy in the NHL when we played, that was like legit. And these guys are all legit too. But it just it seems like a lot to me, up dog. I I hear you. Uh, milk carton time, fella. Um, real quick, I was gonna take this off, but I'm gonna leave it on. Last week, I believe it was Thursday night, the old Saddle Dome. the half the place is Leafs fans. It's Flames, Leafs, and it was just a it was just a no hitter. Kadri had one hit in the corner, and I think McCabe had one hit for. But I'm talking more from the Flames perspective. You got all those Leafs fans in your building. Come on, man, play with a little piss and vinegar out there. Like I don't know. I just what thought was the score of the game. Uh, the Leafs beat them, I believe, five three or four three. Oh, Matthews had a Hattie, did he not? Matt, yeah. I mean, he has a Hattie every every night. other night. Yeah. I, the fact that I, I miss those games, everyone that played in the NHL misses the, you know, going through Canada, Western coast swing. I, I mean, those games were great. How do you not get up? How do you not get up to play the least? I was on the, I was on the um, couch. I'm like, they do an interview with Kadri before the game. Uh, he's like, oh, we're going to send some home. We're going to send some fans home. Toronto fans home disappointed. I'm like, this is going to be a great game. They're going to come out. Absolutely buzzing. Leafs one, four, three. Kadri. Set the tone, hammered, uh, I believe it might have been McCabe in the corner too. But other than that, there just wasn't much emotion. In a game that I thought, Uppy, the fans were waiting for something to happen, right? Everyone's drinking. It's Thursday night in Cowtown. Everyone's going to Cowboys after the game. Yeah. Let's go. Get some fights in the crowd. Like, there should have been a two-minute incidentals right away. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. So, I was a little Game's disappointed changed. about that. Um but here's my official milk carton. And I've wanted to wait to put this guy in the milk carton because it's tough. When you go to new teams, although with this contract, it should have made life a little bit easier. But I don't think people realize out there, like, it's hard, right? You it go to is, a new yeah. team. Yeah. You got to find a new place to live, new way to the rank, you know, new travel schedule, new people in the front office. It's a bit of an adjustment period. Yeah. So I wanted to give this guy First credit. First class problems here we're talking about big time. But. Well, the honeymoon phase is over for Pierre-Luc Pierre Dubois. Yep. I didn't think they needed to make this trade. I love Rob Blake. I love Jarrett Stoll. I love everything that the LA Kings do because, A, they bring in guys that have been there, yeah. and they reward guys that won cups there, and they they live in El Segundo. they got a great practice facility. It's a great organization. And you had Kopitar and Philip Deneau. I'm like, what do you need Pierre-Luc Dubois for? You need a third big fucking Save centerman? it for Matthews. <laughs> yes. Save it for a big splash when McDavid's up or – you know, do you just risk a couple seasons and, and save the cash, Obes? I don't know, but I'll tell you what. And he's out there wearing this tinted visor last night. I'm, like, losing my mind. This guy's yeah. wearing a tinted visor. He's six foot four. He didn't touch a person. He didn't hit anyone. He didn't do a thing. All he did was he had a tip, 
in the third period at the post. Other than that, fumbling the puck through the neutral zone. I'm like, this guy's making how much? Yeah. Like, let, let, let's go here. Let me get What's my glasses. Making? Eight and a half? Hold on. <laughs> get those kids' glasses on, bud. They look good on you. Yeah. Shout out, kids. Give me one second here. I don't know exactly the deal. I know it's too much, though. Chat prep me, Kings. It just came up like that. Wow. Must have heard me, A-ups. Pierre-Luc Dubois, eight and a half bananas. Did I say that? I did say that, right? One, two, three, four, five, six. I think it's even longer than that, but eight and a half bananas. Listen, they bring you in here to be the guy that's supposed to take them over the hump. Yep. I watched the Kings play last night. They lost to the Sharks. Yeah. Now they got gold. David Riddick was their goalie. Did you take that game or no? I had him in a parlay that fucked me. Yeah. David Riddick's their goalie. Now, you might have wanted to take some of that money from Pierre-Luc Dubois and got a goalie. I know Cam Talbot's having an all-star year. Anyways, he's on the milk carton. I just thought it was a trade. And, sh and shout-out to uh, Kevin Shovelbayoff. I mean, what a trade. Velarde's absolutely lighting it up. Yep. I have follows a great player. I don't know. I just think this guy's got to give his balls a tug, so he's on the milk carton up dog. And then bringing a guy off the milk carton, uh, Logan Couture played his second game last night. Uh, he hammered Fiala right in front of the net. It was unbelievable. Because Logan Couture's got some old school. I know he does. He's great. played some hard hockey in his day, man. Yeah, man. Very Stanley underrated player because he's been in San Jose, and you don't think about him, but he's been he's been good, man. Hell of a playoff player and performer and, and good leader. And yeah. What did he do? He played great, man. He played yep. great. Uh, he's wearing the C for them. I guess where I'm going with this is what do you do with Logan Couture? He's got one, two, three, four more years at $8 million. He's 34 years old. He's kind of like Tavares, right? Uh, Tavares is making 11. He's got one more year left. But it's just something that I thought, you know, if you're Mike Greer in the San Jose Sharks, like, I don't know, he's an asset, but at 34 with four more years at eight, I, I don't know. It's good to see him back. Like you said, he's played some hard hockey. He's a good guy. Um, I thought they played harder last night just having him in there. Yep. You know, I, I think they realized as the game went on, that L.A. was kind of, you know, they had some chances in the first, but they were kind of let them hang in there. And then I thought Couture really got them going. So uh, it's good to see him back. Take him off the milk carton. Personally, I would like to see Mike Greer move him. I think he deserves a chance to go win a Stanley Cup. He's done a great job with the San Jose Sharks, but I think he deserves a little. Yeah, you know, I would agree. There and go, so. uh, he's been a, I, they've kept, you know, you look at San Jose and Patty Marlowe's and the Thorntons and, um, you know, this Vlasic, for example, they, they've kept the, these guys there for a long time, like into their like kind of over the hill type situation. So, so who knows? I mean, yeah. it, it'll be up to him. I'm sure he's got a no, no move, right? He's going to be all right in a couple of years when the cap goes up. But like, let's say in a couple of years, he's 36. I don't know. Yeah. He's just a playoff guy. Like totally, you said, yeah. he's a playoff guy. So uh, up dog, head to the desert for some golf. Buddy. You are. Yeah. No, we, we I'll are. Meet you we on are. Thursday. You're going tomorrow. I wish. Yeah, uh, playing a little Oak Creek with big guy. Yeah, there you go. Good That's turkey sando. Right, listen, I go out there. If I wasn't leaving on this fella tour for the next two weeks and going to miss my kids, they'll, they're going to miss uh, old daddy, I would, uh, I'd be right there with you. I can't wait for the desert, man. I don't know if anyone, if those snowbirds up there out in Western Canada, I'm sure you come down here. But if you're looking for a little getaway, come down to Palm Springs, Palm Desert. Did you happen to see the American Express Championship? The, the, the uh, amateur from Alabama won it. Yeah. I mean, he made a six-footer left center like it was just due. To win. To win. By one shot. First amateur to win since Phil Mickelson, 91. Oh, good for him. I, I did hear on Saturday he shot a 60, 61, I think. Justin Thomas shot 60 at the at yeah. the uh, Pete Dye Stadium course there in La Quinta. Wow. Wow. What a track. I wow. mean, desert golf's the best, right? You don't get yeah. a bad lie. You don't – it's awesome, so – uh, looking forward to it. Shout out to Benny Mack, the Mack Attack, taking us out there. Uh, Updog, always fun catching up. The uh, great time of year. All-Star game right around the corner. And then after All-Star break, Updog, as we know, it turns up. Right? You look at the standings. It's go time, baby. These games are going to start meeting more. I can't wait. The dog days are over, fella. Yeah, the first half of the season, and even as a media guy, it's like, it sucks kind of, eh? <sighs> no, I know. But as a player, you got to get off to a good enough start that you're not done by this time of year, but... Uh, it, it's ramping up here, Uppy. I'm excited to break it down with you, buddy. But I'm more excited for a fellow tour. So, Uppy, thank you. Morgan, Kyle, Max, Hall Pass Media, thank you. That was Missing Curfew, fella.
up dog fella, if you're at the bar, club, or better yet on the golf course, and you look over at the fellas to order something, and they all freeze up. Well, I'd tell them, hey, boys, loosen up. But what would you do, fella? Exactly. Have some confidence, fellas. Or as Jagermeister calls it, confidence. If everyone's struggling, here's what you do. Just order for the table. A round of ice-cold Jagermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, up dog, we've all been drinking Jagermeister wrong. I guess so. And how do you think we should be drinking it? The fellas at Jagermeister... They want it at zero degrees Fahrenheit, Uppy. You know what? Thinking back, oh, when that cart girl comes around the path, Obes, and the boys are thirsty, and you're just wishing, damn, I'd love just a nice cold shot of Jagermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging with friends or at the bar, call the shots, fellas. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jagermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check Jagermeister out at www.draftkings.com xjagermeister.com drink responsibly jagermeister liqueur 35 percent alcohol by volume imported by mast jagermeister us white plains new york 